what she did in Memphis, the boycott of the trolleys. That, I, that's a piece of history I didn't know anything about. I loved it. I thought she was stunning. She spent a lot of her short life doing this fighting for workers, and I really wanted to see more of that. Things get hot in our latest Labor Goes to the Movies movie club discussion. We've got viewer reaction to the Ida B. Wells movie, and Elise and I get into the critical weeds on Miss Marx, the film about Karl Marx's youngest daughter. Elise loved it, and I'm not so sure. But hey, you be the judge. You can watch Miss Marx and all the films released so far in this year's DC Labor Film Fest. They're all still available in the AFI Silver's DC Labor Film Fest virtual screening room. We've got a link in the show notes. That's all coming up on today's edition of Labor Goes to the Movies. But first, here's a couple sneak previews of the films opening this week. The Whistle at Eaton Falls and Nasrin. In the rarely seen laborific 1951 drama The Whistle at Eaton Falls, when a young union leader, Brad Adams, played by Lloyd Bridges, is reluctantly appointed president of a failing plastics manufacturing plant in a small New Hampshire town, he finds himself with the unenviable task of cutting costs, bringing in new labor-saving machinery, and laying off employees, all while simultaneously calming labor relations. Meanwhile, the plant's recently widowed owner, Mrs. Doubleday, played by Dorothy Gish in a rare sound-era performance, is forced to consider selling the company. The stellar supporting cast also includes Ernest Borgnine in his debut film role. Nasrin was secretly filmed in Iran by women and men who risked arrest to make it. It's an immersive portrait of the world's most honored human rights activist and political prisoner, attorney Nasrin Sotadeh, and of Iran's remarkably resilient women's rights movement. Here's the show. Those are the very terms you told Mr. Doubleday the Union would never agree to. Yes, you've heard it before, but you do it this way or the plant folds for good. What about those men who will still be on the streets? The other half. Unemployment money doesn't exactly nourish the soul. We found that out. Abby, if the Union will agree to one man or two machines, I hope, and it's still just a hope, that it won't be long before everyone's back on the payroll. It's just a matter of time. We've heard that one, too. Bill, the people in this town are so badly off, they take any offer that's made to them. Why don't you admit it? I don't know what you're aiming at, but you haven't been able to bust the union yet. You think I've been trying to? Well, do you? I took this job with the union's blessing, and what I said then still goes. I want a company where the workers will prosper with the management. What you don't know is that I promised myself I'd quit if I couldn't find a way to keep the other half working. If I don't succeed, I'll be without a job, too. Our policy is still the one you set. One man to a machine. Brad, we can't talk for the union. There has to be a vote. Nasrin Sotoudeh is a prominent lawyer in Iran who's been fighting for children's rights, women's rights, and human rights. She is one of the bravest voices in Iran. She took on cases that other lawyers were too afraid to take on. We've seen Nasrin Sotoudeh jailed for defending human rights. And it has cost her and her young family a lot. Protesting against the law which forces Iranian women to wear the hijab. The country's most prominent human rights activists and a voice for the voiceless. I had been in Iran maybe a week and I knew how to toe the line as a woman. And then I meet Nasrin today, who doesn't toe the line at all. On Wednesday, Nasreen Satude was again arrested. She had been tried and convicted in absentia. According to her husband, she intends to continue her activism from prison. He joined a 
رسیدن به هیچ جا نرسیده همه احزا و گروه ها افراد آزادانه بتونن تو بحث مشارکت کنن اینه که این پرونده برای من اهمیت We're going to give people one more minute and then we're going to get this party started. All right. So who has seen what so far? Milton, what, what have you seen? I saw the Ida Wells. Uh, okay. I'm a little catching up to do. And I was so impressed with what she has done. And uh, it reminded me of the fact that what she did in Memphis, the boycott of the trolleys, that, I, that's a piece of history I didn't know anything about or that she promoted a boycott of Memphis, having people move out of Memphis. I thought that was, that was terrific. And um, it was special to me because the last time I was in Memphis was when Martin Luther King was shot and AFSCME sent down a bus to the silent march. So here's a piece of Memphis history that's all kind of wrapped up in all of that. So that, that stood out for me. And the one other thing about the lynchings I thought she was real gutsy because what she wound up arguing is that when the charge was made that uh, black men were raping white women and she winds up saying, guess what? A lot of these white women were attracted to, to black males. And I said, wow, to be saying that at that time during that period, that's like, <laughs> Uh, that's like shattering a, a myth that was so pervasive and very gutsy. Let me put it that way. So I, I was so impressed. I, I don't know why when they, we talk about uh, King's boycott, Montgomery boycott, why there shouldn't be some mention of her boycott of the trolleys in Memphis. Of course, that's obviously where King must have heard about it and known about it and absorbed the lesson of that. So it was um, it was really a good film. Very, very impressed by all of that. And it was nice to also have her grandson in the film as well. Uh, Elise, did you want to respond or comment to that? Because that's the one that's the one I still haven't seen. I kind of I, I kind of have to get myself psychologically. You know, yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's it's a great film, and I, I I said this last time. I I I was like, how have I not seen this film? Because <laughs> all these years have gone by, and I'm not seeing the film. And I I know something about Ida B. Wells uh, from Paula Getting's book, actually, for the most part. Uh, and then I discovered more after working on the hundredth uh, anniversary of women's right to vote. But yeah, I mean this this that whole her saying, yeah, yeah, leave Memphis, get out, and people were leaving. It was like, but yeah, she was, she was co courageous. I mean, just outstanding. And as we talked, mentioned last time, is that her biting the conductor's hand, a black woman biting a white man's hand and she lived to talk about it? No, not only that, but she sued and won. <laughs> and then they turned it over. I mean, it's just, yeah. So yeah, that she, that she said that, yes, uh, in relation, because that's, I mean, that's the, that's the turning point in, uh, in To Kill a Mockingbird, right? Mm -hmm. So this white woman accuses the black man. They know he's innocent, but it's the, you know. So, so many, so many stories. And, and yeah. the, the, the thing that resonates for me also uh, is we've seen so many times, you know, these allegations, you know, uh, with these police shootings. Oh, he drew, you know, the, the, the guy drew a gun, right? And, and so many of those stories have now been disproven because of, of cameras. And it just makes you realize you know, something that I think people knew all along, which is that the cops were, were shit. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Juliana, what have you seen? Well, uh, going a little bit farther back in the labor fest, because I have not been able to see, I have them sort of bookmarked. Uh, let me see. I've seen nine to five. I saw Radium Girls. Mm -hmm. That was really good. Both of those. Hmm, I've seen uh, Pride. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
well, that's enough to go on. I'm, I'm sure I've seen more. Yeah, those uh, are those definitely. Those, those are both very good. Um, Maytuan, I don't know. I guess I don't think you've done. It's another. That's another John Sales. That's from a few years back. Yeah. And that one. That one was just uh, finally. I think last year. Uh, finally, finally, and that was in the the process for years. It was finally re-released on uh, Criterion. It it actually had been out of circulation for a very long time. I think it was over uh, some music rights, if I remember, but mm. it was it was sort of in, this is one of these things that happens to films. Uh, they'll disappear and it'll turn out that there's some rights issues and they get stuck somewhere. Um, but that one was, I think, uh, remastered and reissued last year on Criterion. Um, and so that's, and it was, I think the 30th anniversary and that's what John, but actually two years ago and John Sales was, was actually, you know, making the rounds, and we we're able to to get him to talk about that. Um, Alita, uh, just to let you know, uh, this is uh, open for. So, if you want to jump in and either talk about uh, any of the labor films uh, from this year that you've seen or have questions, you can do that. I'm gonna um, throw out. Up, oh, Patty. Here comes Patty. Yeah, here comes Patty. So we'll have to see what. what <laughs> We'll have to see what Patty has been up to, but I want to kind of seed the conversation today. Uh, I have, there she is. There's our- Sorry, I'm late. I had dinner. Oh, you had dinner. Oh, I'm, I'm... <laughs> good, good, good. So I'm, uh, I'm going to see the conversation. The two films that were released this week were Miss Marks uh, and The Chambermaid. Um, I, I actually- when I see a film and then I feel like, oh, I got to go do some more research, uh, you know, that's an interesting reaction, right? Because I, I, I'm not going to say I didn't like Miss Marks, but I had some real questions uh, after seeing it. Um, so, Patty, have you seen Miss Marks? Watched it today. Actually, whoa, did your homework and at least uh, watched it also. So let me, um, actually, I, I, it did a little research. Here's one of the things that I came Why up Why do we record these? I'm just curious. I'm, I, I will self-censor all my F-bombs that I gave you last <laughs> week. <laughs> just to remind folks, this is, uh, Elise and I have a podcast, Labor Goes to the Movies, uh, which we've been doing for a couple of months now, right, Elise? Yeah, amazing. We get oh filmmakers. Yeah, so these are recorded and- uh, we do some <laughs> editing. We don't really care about F-bombs. It's a podcast, okay. so you can actually cut your hair. But if you want to say something, you know, nasty about, I don't know, Rich Trumpka, yeah. this might not be the place to do it. <laughs> okay, good to know. I think he's a pretty <laughs> avid listener, so, you know. Um, so let me, uh, Peter Bradshaw in The Guardian uh, said, it's a credible, studious film that audiences are most likely to encounter at festivals and then with a faint reluctance, I'm not gonna do the English accent. It's watchable, stately, sometimes ludicrous and in sporadic doses, audacious, revolutionary. However, it isn't. So let kind me- Kind of bougie. <laughs> I, I will take that. Let, so let me get some reactions from Patty and Elise and get a little bit of a conversation. I'm, I'm gonna sort of, I'm gonna be the bad cop on this one. So you can get a little- a little something going here. I, I, I'll be honest, I really had trouble with it. It wasn't until about halfway through that I started to feel engaged. But Patty, let me get your, we could, we could do the thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> oh, we're not, wait, we're not, no thumbs up, thumbs up, like, like this. So what, what, what is it? Use your words, Patty. We'll use your words. What use my words. Use your words, Patty. <laughs> um, so I uh, thought it was a fascinating uh, story, but I really had a challenge trying to keep the characters together. So um, do I need to have spoiler alerts to this at all? You know, no, okay. it's a discussion. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she, yeah. she, she dies in the end, which I did not know. Uh, but I guess but she, it was 150 years ago. Anybody that knows anything about Karl Marx's youngest daughter, um, but... Yeah. Well, I, I immediately went to the play that she was doing with her lover, um, you know, opiate addicted, um, you know, 
he's part of the revolution and he's spending all this fucking money on flowers and shit. <laughs> yeah. And you're talking about Ibsen's The Dollhouse. Yes. Yes. And the conversation afterwards and the guys were just talking about, well, you know, she could have been better, you know, if we ended it, if she committed suicide, because that's the right thing to do. And to have her commit suicide, because I didn't know that. Right. Neither um, did I. Um, you know, and that she, you know, I don't, I, I don't understand what made her decide to do what she did at the end. Right. You know, because she had said no to it before. Um, and I thought at one point, I was hoping she was going to kill him. <laughs> I know, me too, right? <laughs> I was pretty sure that was coming, right? When she went to the to get a wet rag and stuff, I'm like, she's going to smother his ass. <laughs> you know? You're talking about, you're talking about her, her near-do-well husband, the child, the child. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, let's get Elise in here. I know you got something to say, sister. I loved it. All right. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Because... I was totally into it because I thought she was stunning. But that's true. Beautiful. From that's the true. beginning of the film. Yes. Which I have to say, the music in the film sucks dead dog. <laughs> it's, just like, like, it's just like. I actually kind of dug it. Me too. I think, I think, you know, it's just like Kennedy, like I'm Detroit Motown jazz, right? So it's like, and I was like, what are we saying here? What are we, what is the point here? What just be jarring? Okay, let's be jarring. Okay, can be jarring. And I and I thought that juxtaposition was like, okay, so somebody wants to be jarring because this film is not jarring. No. The music is all the jarring. The music is all the jarring. Except, so she was absolutely compelling. Yeah. I, I, I don't know who, I didn't, you know, I, I watched, they rolled by, I was making dinner. Uh, so I didn't get the names. I just saw a bunch of people I never heard of before. I never heard of these directors, none of these people. But I was, every moment, every moment, I, I was watching her. And okay. I, I thought that what, what she, what, what they were what they were consistent because I got the whole middle class thing too but I also thought the sets were just divine yeah. they were divine I, I the they cinematography were. was great oh, absolutely I agree the, the costuming oh, was fantastic I feast. want that scarf right <laughs> it was just a feast on every single freaking scene but yeah I needed a scorecard to keep keep track of the characters I was like who right. that who that and that I, I played the scene with at the funeral with the with the with the tomb so I played it three times I was like yeah, that was who a beautiful who is yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. But yeah, and, and their relationship was uh, Wait, no, which which there the, the her, relationship? her uh Eleanor Tussi, whatever they her name yeah. called her Eleanor, uh, the Edward Edward um relationship made sense to me in that she was trapped in her own time in that right. place. Right. Yeah. Right. It was like, can't you just go out and get a job, girl? And yeah. I'm like, no, she can't just go out and get a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be a computer but she, operator. But she had. That's the thing that that I was confused by because she did have a job. She was, you know, the keeper of her father's papers, and right. she's translating Ibsen. Yes. She's mm -hmm. clearly bringing in money, which your near to well husband must have been. Must have been. But it was unclear that she was getting paid for that because there wasn't yeah. a piece. She of, had a cool work bag that she carried with her. Very cool work bag. I don't know what she did with it. I don't know when she did that work, but it was very cool. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Patty. Yeah. 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 So that was yeah. sort of like that. I, I didn't get it. I didn't get that. Did anybody catch? I, I, I was impressed with the archival pictures in the beginning, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, and when she went to America, because there were so many Lewis Hines photos. Yes, and so absolutely. Yeah. In, in my early days in the labor movement, I worked for the United Mine Workers of America. That's right. And I worked in the communications department. And one of my responsibilities were like 50 file cabinets of photos. Oh, my old God. Photos. Oh, my God. And so many of his. And oh. um, so I thought about that. But halfway through um maybe two-thirds through they added some more photos and right. the timing was off it was like in the 1930s yeah, yeah. 50s something yeah. like that. somebody with a puffer coat you know coat on but yeah so I was I, like, yeah i noticed that i know I, I was looking at the shoes too and i think yeah yeah, yeah. 
Well, one last that, thing. Her coloring her hair was an amazing experience to it was watch. Like the last thing I expected to see, right? And it's like, what? And then I'm, but I'm fascinated. I want to see the wash. I was like, how the fuck did she? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First I, I'm one. With you. I'm, who's, I'm with you. That, who's washing that mess out? I mean, you know, it's just like, yeah. 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 She was Very. not moving. You know, she was not moving in that scene, which is a gorgeously shot scene, right? With yeah. the hair splayed out. But I'm yeah. like, all right, how are you getting from there to wherever it is that you're going to watch that out? And I don't it's even. It's going to be like totally sticking straight back. And it looked like. Um, it kind of was like this kind of greenish, like, you know, something you would get like a clay, uh -huh. you know, mask on your face, <laughs> but it was on her hair, which was totally stretched out behind her. Right. Um, but it, it was a cool, it was a cool scene. Well, the, the thing that, that kind of hooked <clears throat> me was that, you know, at the, the, the shot to those of us that didn't know that Eleanor Marks, you know, dies at 40 something by suicide, but that then they have this epigraph that says that Eleanor Marx spent her whole life fighting for workers, fighting for women's rights. And I'm like, you just don't see other than the two, and I really like the sort of historic, you know, the trip to the US and then that there is that segment in the, uh, with the, that you're talking about Patty, you know, uh, where she's in the factory. Although that was a bit of a confusing scene because I came sort of out of nowhere She's kind of fighting for something, but it's not. It, it was just sort of, sort of dropped Which in there. Which side are you on, right? Right. I mean, and, and, and and the workers were not necessarily too happy about taking the work away from the kids, which they needed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Wasn't, yeah. That yeah, yeah, wasn't. Yeah. And so I, 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 I got the whole thing, especially with the Ibsen in the dollhouse and being stuck, and and the parallels between you know the oppression of women and the oppression of workers. But I just felt that 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 there was too disconnected disconnected and also that it was way out of proportion because I think she spent a lot of her short life doing this fighting for workers and I really wanted to see more of that but that's that's you know I'm, I'm willing to say that's that's me I wanted to share another thing um that may be helpful this is from Marta Balaga in Cinema Europa and she says, it seems that the Rome-born director is interested in the moment when one starts to look back more than look back more than look to the future, weighing up past choices and accepting the fact that in all likelihood, some things just won't change anymore. Mm, Ms. That's Marx, a good perspective. Yeah, Miss Marx is a feature about disappointment, really, or that ultimate betrayal, not that the philandering perpetually broke Aviling, uh, but that of her own convictions as she stays put in a relationship that brings little more than heartache and debt. Yeah, why didn't she kick him out? She was- I don't think know? she had to kick him out. She just needed to lock the door when he left for a couple months right. or years or whatever it was and he'd go yeah. gallivanting off yeah. with these other women. That that scene, by the way, with the, <laughs> with the, with the poor woman who thinks that she's married to his character <laughs> was just, so poignant, right? I mean, I mean that actually that that scene, which I thought was going to be might have been one of the best scenes in the movie, right? right? I mean, I just you feel for everybody, right? You do, you yeah. do. But age and wisdom and sage wisdom, right? As she walks through this young girl who's got these fishball eyes, so they're beautifully standing out, and she's young, and and uh, and she's like. You know, <laughs> I love when she goes, you know, what would you like me to do? Well, I would like you to leave him. And she's like, yeah, that's, that's not happening, girl. <laughs> no, 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 no. And, I, and yeah. so what we don't have, we don't have for, for Eleanor is we don't have her confidant. We don't know, we don't know what her inner thoughts are. And it, and it was like, she was so accepting. It's like, well, why would you be so accepting? You know, what, what, what happened that would make you that? And, and, you know, and then commit suicide. I mean, well, she did have a confidant, the woman from South Africa. No, right? they, they were superficial. Now, really, they were superficial. Come on, yeah. Pat. It's a real girlfriend talk. The real no, no, girlfriend true, talk. True. The real I mean, girlfriend talk. She, her sister, sort of, you know, sort of, the maid. Sort of. And the maid is the mother of the bastard child, right? Really? You, really, you really needed us. Yeah, yeah. No, she's right. She's right. But you, if, if you don't, if you don't know, you don't know. I mean, 
they, they there was a whole free love thing going on there that they and it was free love and there's a socialist thing i mean it's all you know it was an interesting speech she gave the speech she gave in the factory about women and yes. and, and was just a really also really nice moment uh, as the men around her became became uncomfortable, like what's she saying? Wait a minute, I don't think this is quite what we're supposed to be yeah, about. Yeah. Wait, wait, oh, hold on. Yeah, but nobody could say anything, right? They were like, right. Edward kind of <laughs> coughed, and then right. Juliana, did you see it too? Did I hear you? Do you want to chime in? We're we're bad like, all together. I, I could chime in. Yeah. I did not see it, but from what I I would I did have something that is well that what you were the latest thing that you have been talking about about the the moments where there is a depiction of the struggle the, with workers and women and i was hoping since I haven't, that, that there was going to be more of that i mean i'm very interested in the, the depiction of and the portrayal and especially the full and fair portrayal of activists worker you know organizers, people, yep. and social movements and the whole context. Right. And so it's disappointing to, to hear from you that that was not uh, a, a big part of the film because even though it was a big part of her life, and you know, I just, I, you have to wonder, I mean, this happens a lot. I mean, there's, there's you know, the preponderance of, of movies don't have any, any, you know, it's like this, activism never even existed never even comes into right. it um, right. but even when you know even looking at where where it does I mean you just have to wonder when there is so much drama and so many relationships and what Elise was saying about you know kind of the reaction of the men and things like that it's like I don't know why you have to resort to things like like this abusive relationship that I, that I'm hearing. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I don't know if that's how you characterize and drug addiction and sort of more common tropes of in, in in fiction and movies to kind of I don't know what what eyes this movie when you could really get more deeply into the you know the drama and the in, the, the adventure the you know all of the really interesting good stuff that happens really inside uh, a movement and and what she was you know what she was obviously a part of so you know did you did we didn't really discuss the lunchroom last week we just did it a little bit right i watched that one oh i'd love to uh unless uh, unless cornelia has anything to add on on miss marks which i, I will say you know, I would, I would recommend it with reservations. I mean, I think it's a good movie to go in. I think if I were to rewatch it, I would probably get more out of it. I, I think I expected something like the young Karl Marx, which is, I mean, it's Raoul Peck for God's sake. And Raoul Peck is, he, he hands down one of the best filmmakers. I mean, I, I will, he, he can make. He made a movie this film. I'm sorry, I'm not. He, not this film. No, he okay. made the film uh, The Young Karl Marx, okay. which gotcha. we showed either last year or the year before, and, and he did I Am Not Your Negro. Uh, if, if he makes a movie about a phone book, you just drop everything and go see it. The man is brilliant. And and, and, and I remember when uh, when I heard that, that there was going to be a, a movie about the young Karl Marx, I, I was worried that it was going to it was going to be kind of like, frankly, like this movie that which yeah, but he makes a movie that's about ideas, exciting. And that is not easy to do. That yeah. is not easy to do. And it's a brilliant film. Uh, and, and, and I think this I think this film is after some deeper stuff and you have to work a little bit harder. Would you agree with that, Elise? I think the, the Miss Marks, I, I, think, I think she's after some other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, I mean... They were going for they were definitely going for an artsy thing as opposed to the political. Um, mm -hmm. But it's in there. It's just not as it's not as direct. One more comment about this movie and then I'll stop. Well, two. So I came to it with no knowledge that there was an Eleanor Marks <laughs> um, or what she did. Right. So then I started thinking, hmm, maybe I need to like pre study these topics before, you know, um, I do this with y'all. Um, but the, the, the other one that I kind of chuckled at when um, 
she was sitting at her dad's desk, I think, and she was bitching to um, uh, Edward on spending and flowers <laughs> and right. like and I didn't even get those flowers by the way <laughs> I didn't either I thought and, I thought uh, I thought there was something that the hotels were just doing for them right right uh -huh, uh -huh, and uh -huh, um uh -huh. and so then she starts bitching at him for smoking as she lights up a cigarette <laughs> do as I say not as I do <laughs> I, 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 I this is I give her this credit as a as a as an actress if she was not a smoker I couldn't tell she right. looked like she smoked I mean, from the moment, the first cigarette was, you know, sometimes in acting, you know, you could tell that they're not really smoking and so yeah. She looked like he really smoked. And I thought, yeah. really? God, well, I she's, yeah. she's Italian, so just, uh, just, she was just, just saying. Just okay, saying. okay, okay, okay. Beautiful oh, oh. shots, beautiful location, beautiful costumes, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, let's go back and, and, and talk about the lunchroom because actually the lunchroom connects to which I also had, yeah. I had real trouble with the lunchroom and we can talk about that, but I want to give a real strong, strong recommendation for the chambermaid. I absolutely, my list. Okay. I I'll absolutely do it this week. loved it. It is, it is a film that uh, actually probably I'm going to rewatch it. It's a made by a woman who is actually an actor turned director. It's our first film. And it, I mean, and at least you're going to love it because she, it's a film that was based, uh, it's, it's, a, uh, it's actually, she adapted her play. So it's a play, it's uh -huh. a film. Um, and it, it makes sense once you learn that, but it's not one of those uh, stagey movies, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it is absolutely, it's brilliant, but brilliant with a small B, not in a showy way. Um, and it, it, it just, it is so, it, it is, to me, it has become sort of the poster child for a, the classic laborific movie. It is a film. Uh -huh. I got, I'm actually wow. going to, I'm actually going to. High gonna, standards here, man. We got Chris. <laughs> going to, well, because, because what it does is it, it, it really gives you a feel for the life of a hotel worker, but not in a documentary way, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it really, in fact, I'm going to, I actually going to reach out to John Boardman and I want to, I want to get a, I want him to get a bunch of his members. I'd actually love to have another discussion after he and some of his members have seen it because I mean, just from my conversations with John about the amount of work that people have to do, uh, this seems very, very true to that, but it's also a film in some ways, nothing happens, but there's also uh, a bunch of drama and I should just, I found, um, uh, A.O. Scott did a really nice review in the Times. Uh, he talks about how uh, workers and guests move through the corridors mm -hmm. and up and down the elevators in large numbers. Um, uh, it's visual wit and emotional sensitivity lifted above the minim minimalist miserabilism that drags down so many miserabilism. I know. <laughs> Say that one more time. I mean, if you just spell check that. <laughs> drags down so many well-meaning films about modern workers. After you've seen it, the world looks different. And mm. it, it really, a lot, what he's talking about is a lot of times there are these well-meaning films and they're, they're just, they just, at the end of it, you just feel like, damn, I, I just feel all beat down. And did I really need to see that? Mm. This film takes you behind the scenes, but you, it's a very humanistic film. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, just strong, strong recommendation. But let's go back to the lunchroom because it's a very similar film about workers, very laborific, but it's got workers fighting each other. And I came out of that film feeling kind of bad. Have you seen it, Elise? Uh-uh. No? Anybody mm -hmm. else? So you gotta, you gotta, you, so, give, you give, Chris. Them, give, them a, give them a sort of a pricey of what's it, what it's about. Okay. So they're, they're, um, they're government workers. They work for, you know, public works and um, they're cleaning staff, but they have this kind of underground uh, employee kitchen um, okay. that these ladies are entrepreneurs and they, you know, everybody's like, you know, the, the, the main character and I, I don't remember any of the characters' names, forgive me. You know, she goes around, she's like, hey, we're having, you know, pork tenderloin and potatoes. You, should I sign you up? Yep, sign me up. And there's a line and 
Um, and there's new management in there. And it's a, a woman who's leading it. And it has a very, um, you know, um, socialistic kind of feel it to me. Maybe I'm not using the right words, but, you know, we're, we're all doing this together. You know, we're all equals and we care about each other. And I want your input. And, and uh, um, so the main character gives the boss a tour and the final stop is in the secret, um, you know, lunchroom. And um, they're very excited. The boss is stunned that that's there. And it's like, oh dear, you kind of can see her eyes rolling back. How am I gonna handle this one? And but there's um, a there's a lovely little scene when they they show because they're really proud of it and it's not really underground I mean it's just that these women cook and and, and it's just it's really easy for the workers it kind of reminded me of the AFL-CIO lunchroom right yep it wasn't particularly great but it was there it was cheap you knew the people and so you often wound up eating there because you knew people and, and also you'd see where it reminded me a lot of that um and but what happened the, the 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 little lovely little moment is they they have her there and she's all you know and it, you don't mean socialist in terms of socialism it's it reminded her talk the, the new management talk is very that bullshit management happy talk you get i wake up every morning thinking what can i do for the workers and you're thinking uh yeah i don't know about that and and they uh they give her some some of the food that everybody else is scarfing down because they love it and she's like she, she clearly doesn't want to take a bite. She finally kind of has to. She takes, she just take a little, oh, it's delicious. Yeah, and <laughs> all the workers pay for it, but she doesn't. And they right. notice she doesn't take, other than the sort of the, the very minimal amount she has to take, you can, you can tell that this lunchroom is not long for this world. <laughs> but anyway, you have to say, I mean, the, the, the key thing that happens next so what happens next is um, so the the two women who are friends, uh, the main character is godmother of you know her partner in the in the lunch deal, and uh, the daughter gets um, laid off, and they the way they do that is very effective in the film. And it's cold and chilling, and it is. Workers find out that they don't—they're not working any there, there anymore. When they go to clock in, and their time card isn't there anymore. It's—it's it's a horrible scene. You did this poor woman shows up, and she's looking for her. She's looking for her time card. It's kind of embarrassing, right? Because yeah, you know, you, you look you look silly and feel bad, and she and she just kind of uh, she doesn't even go like to management. She goes. She goes outside, she leaves. Outside, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it, it, it's just crushing. Yeah, yeah. So the, the friends' lives are totally intertwined. The husbands, you know, hang out. One of the women is having an affair with a young guy on a Vespa with long hair. And, and, um, and so uh, the main character, you know, pitches opening up a, a formal cantina and uh at canteen in the place and the boss says okay kind of hesitantly and she goes and gets a loan from a loan shark doesn't read any of the papers her friend is mad at her at this point because she's blaming her for not saving her daughter's job mm -hmm. and it gets really complicated because um the main character comes home from work one day uh, one evening and she's always working I mean the woman puts in she comes home really really late at night and on the couch is her friend's husband who left because he found out she was having an affair with the guy with the long hair on the Vespa and of course she knew about it but she denied it and uh, so anyway she she tries to talk to her she doesn't listen she goes on her own and uh, the boss hired, brought in some young girl who's smart and helpful. And did you notice that they said, oh yeah, she's going to college for economics. Mm. Um, but she didn't step up at all. So, 
you want to carry on the rest? Well, the, the main the main thing about the film and the reason that because when it starts, you know, these two women are, are like sisters and there's this, you know, sort of low level, you know, informal solidarity thing that's happening. And ripping off each other, brainstorming how it's going to be visioning together, how the, what the cantina should look like, what should go in it. But what happens is that they get set against each other and it just destroys their friendship. It destroys, and, and, and it affects the entire, uh, the entire workplace because people then have to choose sides. And it's a brilliant study. And I mean, it's almost like something that you'd want people to watch, you know, for how management, you know, both consciously and unconsciously, you know, plays workers off against each other. Um, and it's pretty unsparing. I mean, when they remake it for the Americans, you know, it's going to have a happy ending. They'll rise up and they'll. Oh, no, you know, <laughs> no, oh, yeah. no. But oh, they directly right. competed. So the, her friend starts competing against her right. and her daughter, right. you know, and her and her, you know, guy she's having an affair with team up and and they're bringing in food and they stop going to the cantina. And this woman is like, oh, my God. And she's I'm, yeah, and she's I'm, totally I'm over my that. head. I'm. I'm, I'm, it's awful. It's, it's a, and this is a film that I actually really, I, I really like, I really recommend it, but I, I mean, mm -hmm. it, it, I mean, I will warn you, you, it, it does not have, it does not wind up well. I mean, it, I think it's a very honest film in terms of, I mean, I, it felt very, you know, Patty, Elise, I think, you know, Milton, I mean, you know, you have a lot of experience, you know, in workplaces, this really happens, you know, workers do get set against each other, and it does destroy friendship, I mean, it, it I, you know, my, my, my filmmaker self wants a happy, you know, uplifting, you know, kill the boss, not kill the boss, but you know, beat kill the, the boss. boss. <laughs> You want you want something where they where they you you want a clever thing where they do find the true sisterhood the the, the true you know unity and mm -hmm. beat the boss, mm -hmm. but the the ending as unsatisfying cinematically as it is, I think it, it I don't know Patty I mean did you, you you felt like it was right right even though it, you hate it oh no I I totally hated it because they did a bid you know, in the, an RFP request for proposals. And it goes to some white guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Surprise, surprise, surprise. surprise. And, they, and, the, and the two women kind of look at each other and like, oh, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, um, you know, you, you, you could have had a happier ending if, they had incorporated the boss's woman who brought in a young girl, right? Who replaced, you know, the uh, uh, other character's oh. daughter. Um, Cause she was very active in building the cantina. She would, became a supporter of the main character. She's going to college. At one point they kind of did an indication that she was looking at the paperwork and she was like, oh, something might not be right but she didn't say anything. I mean, that's a way they could have you know, said, let me help you with the business stuff, but it didn't. But again, and this takes me back to Miss Marks, one of the things, you know, usually what happens when I get to an end of a movie and I'm like, you know, what the hell happened here? You know, I don't get it. I don't, I mean, usually if, if I really hate a movie, then I go and I start reading out right away. I'll go to like Metacritic and go find, you know, if I hate a movie, I go find the people that loved it. That's why, you know, I, I want, no, because I want to see what did I, you know, did I miss what something? I miss? You know, did I miss right. something or, or sometimes it's just a difference of opinion. Um, but one of the things is, you know, because films uh, are such a collaborative effort, right? So it's not like somebody, you know, one person just sat there and made this crappy film all by themselves, right? To get a film made, you have to convince a shitload of people, money people and artistic people, and at least those about this just through, you know, for theater stuff, right? I mean, you as a director have a lot of, of power, uh, but you know it's a collaborative thing. You've got and, and not to speak of all the actors and the you know there's a there's a there's a whole process. So unlike you know like a painting or even a piece of music where you can have much more authorial control, by the time a film gets made, 
you know, it, there's much more collaboration. So when there's a film like Miss Marks that I'm like, I'm missing something, I'm just not getting it, you know, that I, I feel like you have to sort of respect somebody somewhere thought this one. Now sometimes, sometimes it's just like, I don't know what they were smoking. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Miss Marks, it was opium. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, yes. and actually, and actually, back on that, at least, what it, that, that the the one scene where Miss Marks finally does. I mean, most of the film, she's like, she's not, she's not partaking of the opium. Everybody else, and she's like, yeah. no, 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 no. And then finally, experience. She, I'm then, not going to do it. And then finally, she does it, and and, and like, <laughs> what? And she's like, fuck, I'm going to kill myself now. <laughs> I mean, did, did, I mean that that scene where she finally does do the opium I, I felt like there's maybe there's gonna be a big revelatory did i miss something there or was it no i don't think so i mean and i've been i've been pondering this while we were talking because it's like so it's like this woman had great depth of emotion but suddenly we get to this one point it's like i'm gonna high and i'm dead what <laughs> So it's an anti-drug. It's an anti-drug film. You're saying. I, I guess. I guess. But it's like <laughs> no, that doesn't. That doesn't. That doesn't really. Air she didn't go. overdose. <clears throat> she yeah. didn't overdose. No. Uh. Uh. Uh-uh. Not at all. So you know, she didn't overdose on on opium. I mean, she sent her maid assistant to go yeah, rat, get. Rat, and this rat, was kind rat, of bizarre. Rat, rat to get something to apparently put the dog to sleep. And so back then, all you had to do is they sent a a, a green book, big big oh, ass, a big book. ass book that you have to sign that yes, I got this to put my dog to sleep. Well, well, <laughs> I'm, I haven't done the research on this, but uh, as I recall, I think this may be true, and somebody can check this. But I actually, I think two things. One is, I think people uh, people actually off themselves this way. Uh, fairly commonly, which is actually why I think they had to have that book. So A, hopefully to prevent it, and B, if you did it, you'd say, well, she signed off on it. She had a doctor sign off on it, so it ain't on me. So I actually think it was, It was. I don't think that was, I think this was a scrupulously researched film. Like, I think a lot of that dialogue is drawn oh, yeah. right from oh, yeah. her. Yeah, she did a shitload of writing and speeches and so my guess is is that that's actually you know that people were killing themselves that way and that you actually did have to. Well, it know, still happens today. Right. Right, and it's poor people, it's challenged people, it's people who are living in chronic pain. Mm-hmm. You know, let's talk about you know there's been some really effective research um, that's really bringing this to the core. I mean, the National Building Trades is like. Mm-hmm. You got to deal with this because the problem is, is workers go to work hurt, you know, and you have doctors that support it, employers who encourage it. And um, so, yeah. So it does make me want to do more research. It does make yeah. me want to do some more reading about her and about the whole, the whole set. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, Mark's Ingalls, Mark's Ingalls, you know. And I was that, like, oh. And that was the other thing that for a movie about Marx's daughter, I mean, the, the bit of Marx that we get, it's not much and it's pretty um, it's thin, right? <laughs> That's being generous. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah and get- no, no, they, they, she chose to focus on her heroine. Her, her right. character and everybody else was sort of rebound around it. Cornelia, are you there? Did you want to say something? Why am I talking loud like that? <laughs> Can you understand the words coming out of my mouth? <laughs> In other movies that we probably won't talk about. All right. Okay, All right. so let me just, one, one more scene that I have to say from, from that movie that was, that I love, but went nowhere. It's when she follows the little boy through the crowd yeah town and into this this dwelling uh where the the uh dead mother is i i, I was just like wow whoo you know and the and the camera is steady and it's going through the whole thing and it's like and then nothing uh, no nothing nothing i will i will tell you that several reviewers uh made exactly that point a that it was brilliant brilliant 
but also that it was like, where's the rest of the movie like that? Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. Or threading it in. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. 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 I agree. So I think the director was in love with uh, Edward. The actor. <laughs> well, I mean, uh-huh. he, he I think was... that's why he came off as good as he did. But, you know, I got to say back to that, too, when they were in the U.S. and all the different places that they Uh, went to and all uh, the workers that they talked to, I I very much appreciated that, you know, Texas, they went to Arizona and for real. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, it was it was. uh, And those were the parts that I liked the best because I thought that they really did. I mean, you, you got this feeling of all this other stuff that she was doing that she was really engaged. The bit that I'd heard about Eleanor Marks was that she, you know, she really did a lot of stuff, you know, with not not just, you know, taking care of her father's papers, but really embodying and, and then porting that over to the women's struggle. And that's why I was really excited to see, okay, you know, how does that work and instead it goes into this whole and I actually read a ton a ton of Ibsen at one point so I get I get why it makes sense but Ibsen's tough we, I mean you, you, you know I didn't even know it <laughs> who Ibsen is I'm so uncultured oh at least at least you know Ibsen I mean yeah, that's, I that's that's I that's that's uh that's in the canon for theater right uh-huh. it is it is but it's white middle class angst oh yeah it is yeah it is it, it is Ed, I mean, that that you look yeah. up white middle class angst in the dictionary and you get a picture of Hendrick and Ibsen uh-huh uh-huh, uh-huh. I just so, like bless you Cornelia bless you sorry <laughs> I love that giggle <laughs> Sorry. Now, and I think at the time, I mean, if you think about Ibsen at the time, I mean, uh-huh. it was absolutely revolutionary in, in oh, lots yeah. and lots. I mean, for oh, yeah. women's rights, for theater. Yeah. I mean, it uh-huh. was crazy uh-huh. out there. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I mean. But it was bougie. Well, it's it's what Norwegian upper class stuff, right, Elise? Right. Yeah. Uh, yes. It was. <laughs> it's bougie. Which is which is why when people do it now, they usually update it and you know yeah. do all kinds of other because you can't really do Ibsen straight these days, can you? No. But I think I think the point they were and they, they use it in the film for the same way to sort of project what's going to happen in the, in the future, is that those those women in that time were supposed to be you know, I have an ideal life. And, and I think it was the first time that they actually went in and said, oh, look, take the curtain away and it doesn't, it's not all happily ever after. Um, and, and so for that, you know, and I, I could see at that time it would have been, and who's going to the theater, who's paying for the theater, right? So the theater right. together. Well, they were folks who did walk out of some of those productions. Uh-huh, hmm Yeah. So when are you gonna talk about um, work songs? which I must confess, I didn't read that one closely and was expecting to hear like great songs. You know, Elise, I was like, is she going to put new songs in there? Is that for okay. next week or what? Oh, no, we can, no? We, uh, we got a few minutes. We can talk about it. It is, I, I agree, you know, when we previewed it, I had uh, a completely other idea. I will just say that there, there are, you know, two sort of schools of thoughts of how to, and this is not just applied to movies, but since we're, this is about movies, we'll apply it to movies, you know, there's one school of thought that, that likes to do a lot of research on the film and, and really have a good idea going in. And there's another school of thought, and this is what most folks do, because why bother, uh, and which is just to go in totally cold. Right. I, I do both. I do both. Sometimes... I mean, frankly, if I'm going to be going out and paying top dollar for a movie, I usually research first because I hate to spend $15 and then hate the freaking movie. It really, uh. it really pisses me off. But, but if I'm spending, if it's free or I'm spending $5, I'll go in cold. I will, I will pretty much watch, and at least know this about me, I, I will watch just about anything for free or a few dollars. But if I'm spending, if I'm going out to the movies and spending money, I, I get so hacked off when I feel like that was a waste. I, I, I wasted. Actually, it's not even the money so much as is that. Yeah, there's two hours of never getting back. Yeah. What about work song? Right. This is what we're. There you go. I was just setting it up. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Elise, did you see it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you lead. Uh, yeah, I was. I was waiting for the songs. Yeah, I was. <laughs> there I was, was like think one. 
yet, huh? Um, and I, it, it took me, it took me a moment, it took me a while to get it and, and to get uh, where he was going with it. Um, and I, there, there were some really good, really good moments uh, in the interview process, but somehow it didn't quite roll together for me. Like, like by the end of it, I didn't go, yeah. I, I, I concur. I did, the, the filmmaker clearly, or the, you know, editor or whatever, liked cats because the cats were in, there were multiple kitty, you know, cameos babies. <laughs> that were prominent. <laughs> and I have a cat, so I appreciated it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it kind of was like studs turkle-ish mm -hmm. uh, in mm -hmm. some way in that there were vignettes of stories. Mm -hmm. um, I, um, I really appreciated um, uh, the, um, the, the women in it. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. the, uh, I was curious about the woman in Baltimore Mm -hmm. um uh and i think i wrote down the name of it um who has like uh, a woodworker and you mm -hmm. know so tradeswomen could totally understand uh women working in non-traditional oh yeah um the longshoremen right yeah yeah um i liked how they opened it with the wobbly guy um mm -hmm. and a real you know uh, uh i i picked up the you know mechanization is impacting people Right. Um, and things are changing mm -hmm. drastically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, the uh, um, uh, I, at one interview he does is he sees a, a person delivering gasoline, which, right. you know, right yeah. now we have hysteria in, you know, the north and southeast yeah. Crazy um, where Crazy. there is no gas. Um, where I live, uh, oh, really? a neighbor yeah. just walked by and he's like, I'm almost out of gas. And he's a doctor at John Hopkins and oh my Baltimore. And, and, um, but, uh, um, you know, so he used to be a work for Chevron. It was a union position. He made over $30 an hour and this was in the nineties. And then, mm. Mm -hmm. That went away. They, you know, subcontracted the, you know, delivery out, and his wages were basically just cut shy of in half. Mm -hmm. um, and if, did I hear the guy correctly? He's like, yeah, unions are a thing of the past. Have um, we heard? Have we heard that before? Once or twice? No. Yeah, yeah. My whole thirty years in the labor movement. I know. Um, I put. And, uh, I put yeah. a link, uh, at least I actually had him on the show, I want to say last month and, uh, and talk Mark streets, the director. So I put a link in there. It's, it's, it'd be worth going back and listening to that podcast. Um, he is actually a really good example, uh, of, of one of the, one of the styles I was talking about. He, a lot of times it was just him and a camera person. Mm -hmm. um he had you know uh and, and and a couple of those interviews were were things where he just sort of met somebody on the street kind of a thing and that the film i think has that feel which mm -hmm. i was not really down with it at first because it just it, i didn't really have confidence that he kind of knew where he was going um but in the end i i he, he's 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 basically a still photographer actually and you see that because he uses some photographs in it and i think he has a really really good eye and he has a lot of confidence in his ability to draw people out which i really respect that i mean you know uh to be able to go out and just talk to people and to get folks to open up um is a is a real interesting skill and he definitely he's doing a studs turkle kind of a thing he's definitely looking for those kind of of stories i'm not sure i think i'm with elise on this i mean to me i don't know maybe it needs more editing i don't know it didn't in the end it still felt a little looser looser loosey-goosey maybe mm -hmm. um not not a technical term but um 
but it wasn't a film where I felt at the end like it was a waste of time. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where I think, you know, this is somebody who, you know, went out and found some really, but in fact, Patty, that you're- All that, over that, the country. He was in Pittsburgh. He yeah. was in- um, West. Yeah, out West. Mm -hmm. he, yeah. Put in the, he put in the miles. Yeah. He did, he did. Yeah. I appreciated the, um, uh, the, uh, former pastor who became a chef yeah who um you know it's like we're gonna do something different there's people who need job skills who can't get you know employment they're the homeless they're previously incarcerated and and um it's we know this with you know in construction and an apprenticeship um our pre-apprenticeship uh, classes are focused almost entirely on soft skills, right? Mm -hmm, it's not mm -hmm. the technical skills. It's, you know, showing up to work on time, you know, not being disrespectful. It's, you know, um, learning how to hold your tongue and not punch your coworker that you <laughs> want to punch, right? <laughs> um, and uh, so I really appreciated him. Um, and I think he started on the right path and, you know, kind of linking them together, but um, yeah, so. Well, and, and one of the things is that he, he didn't, other than I think just wanting to talk to people about their jobs, he, he wasn't trying to impose some vision, okay. which yeah. I totally respect actually, but it's a, you know, it's what you know. If if you don't have a real strong idea like that, then it means that you just sort of have to follow folks, and then, you know, in the interview process, and then later on in the editing, and that that has you know some pluses and some minuses because you know you can then look at it later and see oh there are some threads here, but you didn't follow them in this particular interview, and I think that to me is one of the things that wound up happening actually is that he found the thread. But it's not always there. Uh, but I, I, it's 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 a film that I feel like, yeah, I mean, it's definitely worth watching. I enjoy, I, I liked it. I really, I mean, I think we really had a good time talking to him, right? At least he was a fascinating yeah. character. He's yeah. very, very very chatty. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay, so what's the homework assignment for next week? Ah, <laughs> uh, so for next week, I'm excited because. Uh, uh, one of the things I can recommend, uh, if you don't listen to the Labor History Today podcast, uh, I think it was uh, this week, uh, Kathy M. Newman, who is a, uh, an English professor, actually, at Carnegie Mellon, but she's, uh, uh, does, she contributes to uh, Working Class Perspectives blog. And I, I don't know if y'all have seen the, uh, uh, the, there's this huge thing that's become popular, uh, our sea shanties. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. And so she did this great blog on sea shanties, and she did a piece for Labor History Today uh, that, that's really, it's a wonderful, it's only like six or seven minutes long, but I, I spliced in some of the sea shanties, and it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, but then we were, we were chatting, and I invited her to, because I also know she's into, she's, she's writing a book on labor culture, and she's, uh, and I said, oh, you, you, should, you should come to our Thursday thing. And it turns out that she has one whole chapter on um, one of the films that we are going to be showing, um, uh, which is, uh, where is it? Um, damn, now I'm blanking on it. Oh, The Whistle of Eaton Falls. Yes, 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 yes. She's, she, she's got a whole chapter on, on that movie. She knows the inside. It's like a 70-year-old movie. I've never seen it. Right, right. Uh, releases on the 18th. It releases next week. So she is going to join us next week awesome. and talk to us about that. And so I'm okay. really looking forward to that because I haven't seen it yet. Don't know too okay. much about it. Um, and so I think, and I'm trying to remember, what's the other one that releases next week? Uh, is that I want to say. Deal? No, I think it no, might be. the 21st. It might be Nasrin, which I think is an, as a feminist. Uh, that's the 20th. It, is that the, yeah, that, and that's a film about a woman a lawyer um, in, I want to say Iran, but I could be wrong there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, so, I'm going to watch Chambermaid. 
Yes. Yeah. And I, I, I will. And, and the thing is, too, everybody should watch uh, Chambermaid because I'd love to talk about it and get folks reaction uh, yep. to it. And and uh, most uh, definitely. And, mm -hmm. and, and yep, uh, that just that just dropped. So today. Yeah, so and, and uh, just a reminder, two reminders. One is that all the films that we've talked about, even if you haven't seen them, they are still uh, in the this is one of the really cool things about the way that we're doing it this year if is that. Uh, they're, they're, available. They're, they're available so you can go watch them and almost all of them are five dollars if you want to contribute more to afi that's up to you um i think the work songs i think might be 12 but all the other ones are five dollars mm -hmm. and you can go ahead and once they drop you can just order them and uh you can actually use the eventive app on your tv and so you can it, it's best to order on your laptop where it's easier to do that and then just bring it up on Eventive on your on your television, and uh, you get more. It's it's not the AFI, but it is it is more. <laughs> it's not more... your laptop. It's not right. on your phone. <laughs> They're done so there. Milton and Juliana, have we entertained you and Cornelia? <laughs> or put you to sleep? Which one? No, you you stimulated us to. Awesome! Catch oh, we got claps. Right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, and Chris, is the one that you were talking about, you were talking about that Kathy Newman is going to be uh, talking about, is that going to come over the email uh, in the Labor Fest? Yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll have readily available. Yeah, we'll have, uh, I'll have a weekend one out uh, because we have, we have, I think, five films now in the, in the virtual theater. So I'm going to encourage yeah. people to do some catching up over the weekend. And then I'll preview what's coming up because uh, we're releasing another two, and and we're 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 over the halfway, the halfway mark. So we'll uh, we'll see. But you know, I, I I hope folks enjoy these and and you know do go and watch some of the films that we've talked about because I would love for other folks to come in and who have different ideas. None of us are film critics. We're just folks with opinions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you and Elise are far more along on that. <laughs> we, we, we watch more. That does not necessarily mean. No. Maybe, uh, you know. And actually, so actually, I have not been watching movies, uh, but Chris got me back into it. And I'm like, okay, okay. All right. Because I, oh no, because on the, on the last previous four years, I wanted nothing but brain candy. If it wasn't brain candy, I didn't want, I was like, give me something. I don't have to think. I just want to like, you know, take it in. Uh, and now I'm back to like, oh yeah, yeah. Let me She's see. back. <laughs> so yeah. the whistle yeah. at Eaton Falls is the one okay, that you should be looking for, Juliana. Okay. Okay. Excellent. I will await with bated breath as I do every morning at oh. 6 a.m. for Union <laughs> City to come across my email and then I will see it. Right. Excellent. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Right, Have a great week. We'll see you all next week. All right. Be well. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to this edition of Labor Goes to the Movies podcast. We hope to see you at one of our weekly open sessions this month, Thursday night, 7 o'clock Eastern time. You can RSVP at the link in the show notes. See you at the Labor Movies.